Isaac Ade, Grand Rising Asbjerg, and welcome to show number 14 of the Coffee Diaries. And today is a special show. It's taken a long time for it to come to fruition. So thank you very much. Learning through film. How are you, Ade? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Um trying a new virtual background with our logo here. Uh, it's kind of like I'm going in and out because I don't have a green screen behind me. Okay. So the uh, my technical side is, is gets obsessed over these. I'm going to be thinking about that for the whole show. So <laughs> I got to let that go. <laughs> and Asperg, Grand Rising, and how are you? Ren Rising, Ran and Ade, I'm so excited to be here, to be to be honest. The whole day I was like, oh my God, oh my God, because it's afternoon now. And we just had this huge storms, like two storms uh, coming through. I mean, not too big for some stuff you see on the TV, but still it was exciting. And now it's calming down. So that's the situation over here in Germany. Wow. Like snowstorms to... No, just super windy, very okay. windy, and loads of water in the north of Germany. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Was there a lot of flooding and things like that? Yeah, and you find like stuff in your garden that's not supposed to be there, <laughs> just oh, like okay. things like that. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but nothing compared to snowstorms in New York, I guess. So, yeah, it hasn't been that bad, um, you know, for us uh, this winter. But yeah, got kind of lucky. So I'm excited to, I watched your film and I, I love it. I, I love how it all comes together, like really nicely. And so um, for, for those of you joining, also I want to say hello and welcome to um, the viewers on Facebook and here on Zoom. So we have a few people here in Zoom. I'll be monitoring the, uh, the chat so on Facebook and Zoom, if you have any questions for any of us, um, just uh, comment in the chat section. So um, do you want to set up your film? I think we, I, I figured we, we would um, start with your film. How's that sound, Ron? Yeah, uh, I, I do one second. Let me, let's yeah. just go through the behind actually showing the films because the idea was when we talked was, it's a great opportunity for to for people who are doing projects, whether they be art, uh, poetry, songwriting, filmmaking, writing a book. And a lot yeah. of times they get to a stage where they don't know what to do or they feel nervous or they're not sure. And I just and we were talking about the idea of okay, what about if we bring on someone to talk to Asbjerg who made a mm -hmm. movie? wrote a script and yourself as well and um you made a movie you've made loads of films and you're working on scripts and maybe that will inspire other people you know i have an idea i can do something with it i can pull it out there and it doesn't always take going to do a course or going to college or finding out something else because i think that maybe sometimes the best learning is just doing it yeah you know, so and hopefully, when if we when we hear you and Asbjerg speak about your films, anybody out there who's got an idea may be inspired. 
great. Yeah. Yeah. So, that also, uh, yeah, go uh, ahead. Ali, I just just before we go deeper and we're gonna watch both films, but I also watched your film and I really liked it and I loved the quote at the end. Oh, thank and then you. It, it all came to like together. And um I love the people in it because they're really strong and you can read from their faces because I was like, they're not talking, and that's the best in, in movies if you don't need to talk and everything is shown. Yeah. And then really late into it, they start talking. And I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. So I, I really liked it. But we're going to start talking about it in a few minutes. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. So, um, yeah. So how, how should we start? Do you want to, should you, did you want to, Ron, do you think we should talk a little first or watch and then talk or? Uh, maybe Aspia can do a slight intro to the film, then we'll watch it. And then afterwards we can, talk about yeah. yeah okay great mm -hmm. okay so um it, the movie is called flores um it's um, it means like uh, flowers in spanish and um i didn't study film uh, i i studied film studies later in my master's but not not when i did that short film and I went to loads of different festivals working there in the background, and I found that loads of the movies were quite um, sad or so tragic, and they were, were not really encouraging. And um, I said, before I did a, a documentary and I wanted to do a positive film, I was like, when this next project is going to go to festivals, I want to go to, to leave the audience in a, in a better place to kind of spark hope, to, to really encourage people. And that was the one side. And the other side was that I wanted to have people who inspired me, who were with me the years before I made the movie. Um, I kind of want to keep them in a way. Some people say when you take a photograph, you really, um, you catch the person in that moment and it's kind of frozen in time. And that's what I wanted to do with that movie. Mm. So... Um, I was there. I had nothing, basically. <laughs> so I started asking all my friends to help me out. I wrote a script and I made it um, in a way that I was able to shoot it in one day. Um, but it was outside. So I was really depending on the weather and also on the people from all the different places to come by. Um, so there were a few um, obstacles along the way, even a few days before, like one person was really ill in the hospital, stuff like that. I can explain it once we watched it. Um, but in the end, everything turned out. And I think that's very important for all the people who are going to see this or watch it. Um, like Ron said, it's really about just doing it. Like if it's on your heart, if it's on your mind, if it's keep bothering you in the back of your head, then you have to do it. It's a story you need to tell, probably. My, my opinion I don't know what you are gonna how you see it but that's my experience so um to just add this little thing was really to organize all the, the people lots of volunteering uh, everybody helped and the weather was fine it was actually beautiful and perfect <laughs> so it was good and it's it, it works out if it's gonna if it has to be if the story has to be there then it's gonna work out definitely if it's a poem if it's a piece of art if it's a video and whatever it's it's going to come into the world if it needs to be here for sure great great so we're let's uh, i'm excited to to show it um let's see uh, this film is part of the video version of the podcast 
If you'd like to watch the video version, visit the Coffee Diaries YouTube page. And if you go to Learning Through Film, you can, you can watch the video on there. For those that are listening to the audio version of the podcast, obviously you won't be able to see the film. So now we, re- we return to the podcast. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. It uh and and who who did the did did you uh find someone to do the music or did you find music on your own or Oh, that's a good uh, story <laughs> to tell. <laughs> um so the music is by Jose Gonzalez. Um he's quite famous for a piece uh, what was used in an advertisement so he's in europe he's quite big and um his new album came out and i heard this song and i was still looking for music and i was like this song is perfect but this guy is like unreachable like how am i ever gonna get a response if i email him or whatever and um then my friend said um you just have to meet him. You have to talk to him because during that time I was living in the Netherlands and he was playing in Amsterdam. So really old school. I was waiting outside in the afternoon before the concert. And I was like, um, some people came out and went in again and stuff like that. And I was like, um, I'm really sorry, but I'm looking for Jose Gonzalez. Is there any chance like I can talk to him? Like really, you know, like a fan fangirl moment, like really <laughs> like in the 90s. And um, one guy was like, yeah, we have a sound check uh, at the moment, but um, afterwards, probably you can talk to him. So um, I was still waiting outside. It was, it was a bit cold, but he was like, yeah, in one or two hours, it should be fine. So I went uh, and had a coffee and came back. And he really came out and he's like this um, really friendly guy. And I was like, hey, Jose, I'm really sorry, but, you know, I made this movie and I'm still looking for a song. <laughs> and I was like he probably thinks I'm crazy but he was so friendly and of course in that moment my phone didn't work so I couldn't show it to him and he was like oh come inside and you can show it send me the the link and I can we can check it on my phone so he watched it and he was like is it going to be commercial and I was like no it's not it's just like for private use and for festivals and he was like, yeah, it's fine. I really like it. Go and use the song. <laughs> so <laughs> so now, now we have this really beautiful song with, and the right to use it. Yeah. Wow, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's a great story. That uh, so, um, Anyone listening who's interested in making film, like it's, it's these stories that could be um, inspired to, you know, to take that, that chance and... and um, into the uncertainty you know if i bet you couldn't imagine you didn't imagine that that was going to happen so no not at all (laughs) yeah Yeah. and uh so what tell me a little bit about your your writing uh process uh for this for this film yeah so i bits and pieces so as you can see the young man is meeting three different people one of them now you saw it it's ran osha so I know Ran since a long time, so he had to be in the movie. Uh, he flew all the way from London to Münster and was here for like three days. So, yeah. Um, so I'd like this 
I had him and it's always a saying between us, there's no such thing as coincidence since uh, since all these years we know each other because we always have these things happening and they are not a coincidence. So that was one piece. Then I had this old lady. I was actually cleaning for her while I did my studies and we became friends. And um, she was married for over 50 years. And I was like, how did you do that? Like, mm. I was wondering because so many people are breaking up and it's not going well. And she said, the most important thing is tolerance. So I was like, okay, you are really old. You're really wise. So that's also something I need. Yeah. Um, at the same time, and always in my life, I've been taking care of kids a lot. And they're not saying much, but they do everything with all their heart. They're mm. just there. Um, and they're just kids with a, with a children's perspective on life. So for me it was like they need to be there too they don't need to say anything but they need to be in the movie yeah so i had these three pieces and then i needed kind of the story around it to to make sense and i don't actually remember how that happened <laughs> um that's also something when you start writing and you got you you two gonna know it too when you start writing things and you start it it's start, gonna start grow inside us it, start, it starts to grow inside of you so you start with a little bit here and a little bit there and it comes together once you it has space in your mind to grow it's gonna come up so you just need to plant the seed in my opinion so uh, i knew this guy who's with the with the curls in the beginning and I worked in a yoga studio and there was this one client. It's the girl he looks at and runs after. And I met her once and I was like, yeah, but she's perfect because she has this first impression and she can have this look at him and she, he can look at her. So I, I think I found her on Facebook again. And then I just asked her if she could play the part. And she was like, yeah, sure. And again, I was thinking, I'm, I'm crazy. I can just, I, you can't ask and stalk a person like that. <laughs> but, but most people are very happy. You know, you just need to explain what you want to do. And most people are so happy once they are seen and recognized. And also people realize what you're up to, if you're like in, the, in a good spirit or not. So, yeah. So. Yeah, that was, but then of course things happen and the old lady was in the hospital, like I said, for two weeks before we started shooting. And she's essential for this part, as you could see. And she was, I wasn't sure if she was able to come. And Ron booked already his flight. All my friends were organized. The camera was organized, everything. So I really prayed <laughs> hard and hoped that she could make it and she was there. So that, that was beautiful. And one thing I want to add, um, and because that was very important for me to tell today, is um, you have an idea, but maybe it's not going to go the way you want to. So what happened with Flores, like I said in the beginning, I really made it to be shown at festivals. I really wanted to contribute for people to have a good day, to leave with a, with a feeling of hope, like I said. But Flores was rejected from lots of festivals. And even people that I know who work at the festivals, and I was like, it, it leaves people with such a good feeling. I know that because I've shown it to different audiences. Um, what happened? Why do you? And they were like, yeah, it's, it's too happy. Like, it's, it's too happy. It's too positive. Um, our visitors, they don't want to see things like that. 
And I was like, what? Are you serious? So um, it was shown in a short film festival in Berlin. So I was very excited about that opportunity. And it went perfect. It was um, a block of lots of different um, yeah, nature films and stories playing in nature. So it fitted in perfectly with all the green. But like I said, that was very surprising for me. And still I was like, no, Flores has its um, place in the world and it needs to be there. So that's fine. And, and it's, it grew and it's, it's fine. But I just want to, you know, if you have the perspective of you, you have a certain aim, maybe you're not going to reach that aim or that goal. Maybe it's going to go in a different direction, but it doesn't need to be better or worse. It's like, it's just what happens with it. So. Oh, you're on mute, Ade. Are you on mute, Ade? Okay, there yeah, I, I, I <laughs> muted it. Yeah, because the kids are in the other room. They were like yelling and <laughs> so. um, Yeah, the whole festival thing can, can be um, very frustrating. <laughs> I've experienced it uh, many times. And even, you know, going to festivals and having my films in some of them, like some of the films that the, you know, that are in like the majority of the films, like one film after another, there's like, it's always dark, you know, violence and things of that nature. It's not really uh, uplifting films that leave you feeling good. And uh, yeah, so it's interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so how, like um, we, you know, watching your film, and you couldn't help to notice the the brilliant acting of uh uh ron uh, how many t- how many takes did, did that take <laughs> um i can't remember I, not too many okay. not too many where the really where the really tight schedule super yes. tight yeah. I don't know, maybe four or five times. Ron, do you remember? <laughs> no, it was a few times that asked me again, but uh, the whole day was uh, <laughs> was, uh, was fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. Was it shot in a day? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, what was it? What else I was going to ask you? Um, yeah, I just love how it all comes together, you know, Um uh, each person uh, given the, the the piece of the flowers, and what what made you like? How did you come up with with that idea of using the the flowers and and you know? Um, I wish I would have the perfect answer right now, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I don't. Um, I was just like that needs. I wanted um, I wanted a metaphor for that that's what the what the three people are doing or those three parties i wanted a metaphor for that they are giving something to the young man which he needs later on so i was thinking of what could that might be and um, then i came really quickly came the idea up with like flowers or or plants so yeah yeah. so the old lady for example gives him forget me nuts because she yeah that was one but it was very hard to get flowers to keep them <laughs> that you have those failings in in movies mm-hmm. or when you do like when you have no budget at all and just do it by yourself so one failure was like i was thinking oh we need all these flowers 
but we had no somehow we couldn't really keep them fresh so in the end they don't look like they should have looked at the end because it was like this all day (laughs) so if i would if i would shoot again of course i would like organize then like having all flowers like three times more to use them in the different places stuff like that so when the old lady came she was a bit upset she was like my flowers are not fresh anymore. What does that mean? <laughs> like, Don't take it personal. It's like, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything for you. Yeah. <laughs> Just use it. Yeah. Incorporate it into the character. <laughs> yes, it still makes sense. I, I swear to you, it makes sense. Yeah. 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 It's it's like this. Um, Ron and I some sometimes talks about talk about uh, omens. So it's like uh, it's like this this lead character gets these different omens and and he has to put it together you know so i like that moment where he figures it out like everything has happened for that reason and then taking that leap of faith taking that chance and and it seems like it doesn't even matter as much as what happens uh, between um you know him and the girl or anything like that it's just that he you know he takes that leap into the uncertainty and and uh sure. um yeah <laughs> perfect interpretation yeah. yeah yeah that's um a phrase that Ade and i use quite a lot that leap into the unknown yeah i want to ask you because while you were there, you had all these people. I remember there was someone who brought lunch and then you had all these people around. How did you get all these people? And just to, I remember they're watching you organizing these things. How did you mm-hmm. find that? How did you find that role of being a director? Um, so first of all, I know all these people from work or from my studies or yeah they were different people so the girl who made the lunch we worked together in a cafe in a kitchen so I know and I knew she's she's so good at it and she's gonna feed all these people in the grass next to the street where we were filming and um actually it was quite a lot that day like I um one while I was doing it I was like oh I, it would be very nice to have me in like two times like it would be that would make sense things so much easier and I was really lucky because Jakob um, and I the director of photography we um we met before several times and um uh, we made uh like little sketches etc so he knew exactly what I wanted him to shoot and so he was very doing it very much on his own in some in some situations because for example the scene with the kids was very challenging because every time the camera was on they they had no fun in doing anything but once it was off they were like yelling and running around having so much fun with each other because they are friends anyways they know each other so that was really like oh are you serious (laughs) right now so i had to really encourage them and and lead them into the situation um but what was really what helped me so much was that I knew all my friends who were who were there that day. They were there a hundred percent and um, volunteering a hundred percent. I explained the idea to them, and they were so happy to contribute. They were just like, "Yes, I would like to do that." So, 
they had this one day and being there. I think it's easier if you if it's not um, a long time. You're like, no, I'm planning a shoot for like four days. And it's not so easy to meet, to have so many people volunteering for four days. Actually, um, this time probably it's going to be no one besides me. <laughs> so <laughs> things are changing. Um, but yeah, it's really trust and knowing people. And some people I didn't know that well, but I had a feeling about them and trust in them. And it, I wasn't disappointed. Everything turned out well, even afterwards. Yeah. So for those uh, viewing, um, essentially, it, it sounds like uh, you you uh, did the producer role, you know, you and director role, you know, you wore a lot of hats. So normally when um, in, you know, in higher budget uh, film sets, you have different people taking on these roles. You have assistant director, uh, producer, uh, line producer, you know, all these different roles and um, production assistant, all these. But when you're having to uh, make uh, low budget independent films, then you're you're wearing all these hats, and uh, yeah, it could be it could be um, exhausting. I'm sure you you've probably experienced some of that. Um, the, I think did you find it um, beneficial in uh, the like what you've learned from you know uh, doing those different roles. Besides, yeah, besides just the directing, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like um, the next time we're going to have, uh, uh, the team's going to be a little bit bigger and more professional. And um, it's, of course, because we will, people are going to know what they're going to do and what they need to do. And this time the other communication was on my side and I had a lot of helping hands. But when we came in at the um, at the... <coughs> Uh, shoot we of course I needed to explain everything to everyone and if there were small small obstacles I needed to solve it etc and um, also if you're shooting outside you need to communicate with the people passing by etc so yeah it's but it's you're learning it and I think it um, helps a lot because you have the different perspective of things and it also you you become really humble because you know okay I'm here on my own and the other people are here and maybe next time it's going to be different and you're really going to appreciate everybody who's there in that moment and also in the future. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how was it for you? It's going to, well, are we going to talk about it later? Maybe after? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to hear your experience. Yeah, because yeah. I still want to, um, want to, there's a few more questions, um, especially about the, uh, your, experience working with your actors were there rehearsals um ahead of time um and do, do you leave room for um improvisation and, and things like that mm -hmm. so what makes things maybe it sounds a bit stupid but what makes things so much easier if you have actors who are really close to the role that they are playing so what I was looking for, I was thinking, um, because during that time I was living together with some actors from the theater in this town. So this that connection could have worked out to, to ask those and maybe they would ha also have volunteered or helped out. Mm. But I was really looking for um, authenticity. Oh, I hate this word in English. Authent <laughs> like, authenticity, yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you, Adi. <laughs> um, 
So I was really looking for friends and or people like the girl from the yoga studio um, who are close to what I was looking for. So what I did, for example, was um, the girl and the boy didn't meet much. They never met before and they didn't meet much during that day. Maybe one or two times that they just said hello because I was like, there needs to be this spark in the moment once they meet. So they shouldn't be able to talk before. That was just my instinct. So, and it went perfectly well, as you can see, like it's, yeah. there's something is happening. So um, it was the opposite with the kids because with the, the kids and Tim, there needed to be a connection. Otherwise it's like, if they don't like him or if they're suspicious, they want to have fun around him. Right. So um, during that day, I planned like, I don't know, half an hour or 20 minutes where they met and they could talk to each other. And, and of course they were excited because he was like the actor of the day. So, it, so that, that worked fine. <laughs> Um, but I can really encourage you if you if you have a low budget, look for people who are close to it. Like mm. and um, if you, if if that's not possible, really talk to the people and work on it. So and with Ron, we had no um, we didn't practice at all. But I knew him, and he basically played himself. So <laughs> <laughs> and you were I remember you were asking me, and you were like, how what can I do? How should I? how should I behave, etc. And I was like, just be yourself. Like, it's really easy. Be yourself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. And it took, I think it also took a few takes with the elderly lady um, because for her, it was a whole new experience, of course. Mm, and she wasn't yeah. really mobile. She couldn't walk around a lot. So we needed to figure out where she stands and how she moves. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone did a great job, you know, so it, it all looked very natural and, and uh, yeah, came through the, the chemistry. Is, is, is that, uh, is the girl and the guy, are they married now? No, but uh, <laughs> there's another there's another fun story behind that. It's so, it, that's what I always, that's life as we all know it as its purest form. So what happened was, um, uh, they they're not together i'm sorry to disappoint everyone but um the girl didn't know at that time that she was pregnant so she now by now she has two babies um but we were always thinking maybe we should like shoot a part two where she is with her children but um then i was yeah i lived in the netherlands so it wasn't really possible etc but they met on the street and then tim I think like a year later or one of years later and I met Tim afterwards the guy with the curls mm -hmm. and he was like Aswig I met Olivia and you know it was so fun because uh, I, I saw her she was sitting on a bench and then having this baby and I was sitting next to her and it, it was like we should really like we should uh, make a movie out of that like he, he himself was really touched about it and yeah, uh, her too yeah. so it was so much fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah so yeah that, that'll be the other side of the story the uh dirty diapers and household <laughs> stuff and messy messy home <laughs> yeah. um what else was it um or something else um brian did you have any any questions yeah Aspir, can you talk about um intuition and going with feeling when writing um, and producing 
especially in writing, like, and also in producing, but I mean, writing comes first for most of us. So uh, right now, this year's later, I mean, you saw it, it was made in 2014, 15. So now it's like, um, yeah, six, seven years later. And um, what I learned in the last years even more was that's the most important thing, institution. And like I said, uh, without even knowing, I was following it and things came together. And I can just really encourage everybody to do that. Also, if you, um, of course, now looking looking back, I don't remember what wasn't really well that day or afterwards. Um, but also meeting Jose Gonzalez, talking to him, handing it in to certain festivals or not, etc. Um, I think it's very important. It's very, very important. And actually, it's a good question because at the moment we are deciding on when to shoot um, the next short film and it's, it takes place in winter time. And over here, spring is going to hit soon. So either we decide to shoot now and we're not, we're not sure if that's possible or we're going to shoot in autumn. But nobody knows what's going to happen in autumn. And again, um, one of the actors is um, a little bit older, so we don't know if he wants to travel or not with COVID, etc. And right now I'm really longing and searching for my institution to, to lead me the way. And I'm not sure, I have no feeling yet. So this morning I was like, okay, which door is going to open? Are we going to have the finances or not? And the, is the funding in coming in at the right time, etc. Um, and during production too, like um, one thing I really advise everybody to is maybe you don't want to shoot your first movie with kids. Um, <laughs> I love them a lot, all of them that you can see them. They're now teenagers. I still know them. I love them so much. Um, but I didn't want to put any pressure on them to do certain things because I, I really wanted them to have fun. Otherwise, it won't work. So if you're on your way to produce something, maybe you want to start with adults because it makes things so much easier that day. So <laughs> um, just, yeah talking about institution and your gut feeling maybe you want to keep that in mind so. yeah. no 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 children or, or animals on the first film yeah exactly <laughs> ask me so what um, advice would you give to someone they have a script and they're here and they don't know what to do um i've written a story i like it but I'm not sure where to go next or who to speak to. Could you give some advice to anybody? And maybe not just even film. It could be a story, song or something. Is there mm. anything that we can help people with? Any advice that, that, that you could give? A lot of different things come to my mind now, like over the years. It's like, um, uh, first of all, for me, it's, um, I read a quote by Wim Anderson, Wim Wenders, and it's a really long quote, but basically he says, um, do what only you can do. And for myself, I wrote underneath, um, there are so many stories to tell, so many, like for other artists, so many songs to sing, poems to write. But there are certain things that only you can do. Only you can write a certain story, a certain song, a certain poem. And that really stuck with me. Like I wrote it for myself, kind of to keep it in my mind. And um, I think if you have something like that, it's going to have a place where to be published or to be seen, which nowadays can be lots of different things. Like you have email, you have Instagram, you have lots of different things. 
Um, talking about film, what really helped me now in the last months to to come into producing something again was to find people who are like-minded. So I joined like two different film clubs in this area. So I was able to talk more about film, talk about my ideas. And I was really encouraged to talk to other filmmakers because um, some of them, they are doing really different things. Like topic-wise, we are like really not in the same the same perspective. But they're filmmakers. So they are thinking constantly about ideas, about funding, about how to do things. So that helps you so much. I mean, it's the same what you two are doing with Coffee Diaries. You're talking to each other about different projects and perspectives, etc. So that helps. Um, so be surrounded by, I mean, that's that's what you always see on all these pages, like surround yourself with people who support you. But it's actually so true. It's so, so true. If you Because you have those moments where you think, um, uh, where you can't believe in yourself and you're like, especially in the beginning and if you're doing it for yourself and not for anybody else yet, um, you're like, I can't do this. I'm not, um, I'm not talented enough. And my ideas are bad. Like nobody's interested in this. Um, it's very important to have people um, to talk about it too. And maybe you don't want to share everything, but to just talk about it. And what I did, <laughs> I kind of tricked myself out the last six months. Um, I had two screenplay ideas or screens, uh, yeah, scripts in my head, but I didn't write them yet. But I started talking about it. I was like, uh, one day my film is going to be shown at this female festival in this area. I just posted it. People started asking me about it. They were like, what are you writing on? And I was like, yeah, I have this idea, but I didn't start yet. But so, but they asked me about it. And now I did the same with a short film. And um, you kind of commit your, to yourself once it's out there in the world. Like, because people are going to ask you about it. They're going to be like, you posted this. So what, what is it now? And um, that's really encouraging because if you have those moments where you're not working on it, people are going to ask you for it. So, and um, through the film clubs, I heard about um, possibilities of funding. So um, I know now where I can write an email to or ask people. And also I talked to like two guys who are um, professional screenplay, screenplayers, <laughs> screenwriters. And um, I talked to them about my idea, like people who went the road before me. It's also something you hear all over again, but it makes so much sense. So I ask them questions and talk to them. In Germany, we have this huge uh, movie. Um, it takes place in Ghana and in Germany. And it's made um, by York Fabian Rabe. And I really loved the movie and the actors. So I just brought him on Instagram. And really, it was again, <laughs> I was thinking, oh, I'm stalking this person. What's going on? And I was just like, oh, maybe you're up. Maybe I can ask you something. It's not for, for a newspaper or something, but I'm just so curious how you did certain things in the process. And he was like, yeah, sure, I have time like in three weeks, but then we can talk. So I talked to him, asking my questions and stuff like that. So I can just encourage everybody to really um, to ask people. Most people are so happy to share things that you're interested in. And if they're not, they're just not, then another door will open. I'm quite sure about that. There's a question, Ade, um, in the messages. Oh, okay. In which which messages? Um, from Robin on Zoom. Robin said, 
Asbjerg, who edited the video? Um, Jakob did. So my DOP, he was editing the movie. Okay. So often you give um, those. It's a it's a wise idea. Jakob just told me the other day because of the next project he was like most of the time it makes sense that somebody else is the editor than the person who's directing or the DOP because there's a twist coming in and things are uh, not changing but it's seen from a different perspective and of most often that makes a lot of sense but um <laughs> Adi has visitors <laughs> but um yeah during that time um Jakob did it but um the, my first documentary I did did that one completely on my own and then I was editing too so thanks thanks for the question Robin <laughs> have you got any questions Eddie um oh oh sorry okay. it's one more okay. question from Robin Mohan um what software did you use Asperg um I would need to ask him because it's so long ago I'm sorry Robin <laughs> Um, you can um, you can write me later, or I can write Adi, and then yeah. But it was like a, like a, a standard um, software, like Final Cut or something, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I can maybe even get because I know that Robin's working on a project to discuss. Um, we could maybe ask you a question, um, Aspio, at another time. Yeah, sure, definitely. Just um, connect us. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> Let's see. Um, so, how did you how um, the the finished product, the the final cut, um, was it pretty consistent to what you had written down in in the script? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I thought it might be longer. Like that was something because I had not much experience, I was thinking it's it's much longer. Like I thought it's like double that time, seven minutes or something or something. So um what I learned until now, I didn't know it back then, was that you really um write your scenes down and you track the time. So you're kind of thinking about them, soaking them in, and you're stopping the time and thinking how long is that scene, how long is that sequence, etc. So um for all the filmmakers, maybe that makes not so much sense for any musicians, <laughs> but um, yeah, really track uh, those scenes down. Like I, um, I was painting everything and making sketches um, for Jakob, but I didn't time them out. So that makes a lot of sense. And that's also, if you don't know about that yet, I can just advise you to do it. So, so you, you, did you say painting them out? Like uh, sketching them out. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So yeah. kind of like a storyboard sort of yeah. thing. Oh, okay. But for yeah. every little thing. <laughs> yeah. That's that was important in my communication with Jakob, so he knows what what I would like to see. Okay. Yeah. And how did you meet him? Also fun story. <laughs> 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 See, it makes so much sense. I'm at Coffee Diaries and we have time and I can tell all these details. <laughs> um, so I um, I did ballet with a... Is it ballet? Ballet? Ballet in English, right? Ballet. 
ballet um, with a girl. And I um, said to her, my documentary has been shown at a small festival in this city. Maybe you want to come. And she was like, oh, yeah, I have this friend. He's really into film. Um, we're just finishing our A-levels now. but um, So just finishing school. But he's going to study camera. And I was like, oh, I never met a person like that. That sounds very exciting. And um, so they came the evening um, my documentary was shown. And we talked. And Jakob was like, yeah, like very young. It's also, it's probably almost 10 years ago. So, um, and we started talking and I had a really good feeling about him and um, we stayed in contact. And then he was doing his bachelor, I guess. And he showed me, He, I was always, please keep me up to date, show me your projects, what you're working on. And of course, at a point he had much more to do with film than I did, but he was, we really liked each other and he was he was really supportive and he was like yeah sure we can do a short film together that would be so much fun and i felt really humbled again because i'm not a not a professional like professional professional work doing it for a living but he was like yeah that's fun i would love to do that so um he's from the same city i'm living in right now um or also already at that point and he lives in cologne but he's here from time to time so we started talking and explain I explained things to him and as you can see he did a he did such a perfect wonderful job in yeah making these pictures so it's a wonderful your story is so so many chance meetings chance occurrences yeah. feeling right with somebody uh it's really amazing how all these kind of uh things come together Asperger, it's a kind no of no such thing it's a kind of uh magic i think what do you how would you describe it um i don't have yeah for me it's really there's no such thing as coincidence like really now I, I'm older and I understand it even more and I appreciate it even more. Um, I really appreciate it, yeah. I really, I love this and it makes so much sense and really trust your feelings mm. about people, about situations. If you're thinking, I should take a train later, then take a train later. Yeah. Like, I should enter that uh, shop and have a coffee, then have a coffee. That's like... It's those small things and um, and dare to be a bit crazy. Like it's like how you say it, you too, you like in the unknown, like yeah. um, like Tim, the main actor, I met him maybe two or three times and then I invited him for a coffee and asking him if he wants to play that part. And again, I was afraid. Of course, I was afraid that he would be like, no, of course, I'm not going to play in your short film. What are you thinking? <laughs> and um, no, but he said yes. So you never know. You can ask people and and just see. And if they say no, you can still look for somebody else. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Andy and I um, have this phrase, and we use it almost every discussion, um, stepping off into the black hole of um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we don't know sometimes where the conversation will lead because we start somewhere and we end off somewhere else. And we talked about sometimes how inspiration comes when we both stop because we have nothing to say because something that was said, that's the thing. Mm. And we don't, we didn't know we were going to get there, 
We didn't know how we got there, but that's kind of it. Yeah. And that's really um, amazing when you have these kind of dialogues and conversations with people, or like you said, Asperg, you go into, a, in, go into a coffee shop and you don't know why. And you sit down at a place because somebody over there has called your attention for something. But what it is, you don't really know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I go into a lot of coffee shops. Eleonora <laughs> 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 uh, message. So sorry, I could not be with you um, live. I will watch the recording. Okay. Yeah. So for those people that might not be able to stay for the whole uh, recording, uh, there will be a... Um, it will be up on the Facebook page right after, so you can watch it right after. I also uh, edit um, this, you know, so like where we had a little bit of hiccups in the beginning, I'll cut all that out, and then we post it on YouTube as well. So no worries. <laughs> okay, uh, so shall we um, pivot to our next film? All right, Ron, do you have any yeah. other questions? Um. No, that's it. Um, well, maybe something else will come up. So, Adi, let's... Um, oh, let me do a little intro. So, Adi has produced a few films, uh, some of which I've seen, and I um, love his movies, and we talk about movies all the time, movies that we've seen, directors that we're inspired by, and um, so this was kind of the opportunity to see Addy's films and speak to him about it and see what he's learned from making films. How did he start making the films? And hopefully we can all learn something. So thank you, Ade, for showing your movie. Showing thank, your film. thank you. And uh, yeah, this, so this film is The Big Catch. And uh, it was my thesis film um, at Brooklyn College uh, where I studied film. Uh, so it was, it was for, I forget which, which class, but anyway, <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a short film that um, um, I don't, I'll, I'll just play the film. This film is part of the video version of the podcast. If you'd like to watch the video version, visit the Coffee Diaries YouTube page. And if you go to Learning Through Film, you can, you can watch the video on there. For those that are listening to the audio version of the podcast, obviously you won't be able to see the film. So now we, re we return to the podcast. Yeah, so that's the film. And... Uh... Yeah, I was glad to to be able to show it because I I haven't watched it in a in a long time, um, so it's it's strange <laughs> watching a film that I did uh, two thousand eight. How many years ago was that? Um, I don't know. I'm not good with math, but uh, almost fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, as you can see by some of the. Um, political uh, references it, it was that was the time that the u.s was in in uh the war with iraq which started in 2003 and i think it lasted until 
2011. So they, uh, like Secretary Gates and stuff like that, those are um, old. <laughs> that was back, you know, a while ago. So. Ade, what came up for you having you, you made that film so long ago, did anything new come up for you uh, re-watching re it? Um, I mean, as as a filmmaker, you, you always kind of look at <laughs> the, the uh, mistakes that you've made uh, when, when you when you make a film. At least I do. Uh, so, like, those are the same like glaring ones that I notice um, when I when I made the film. You know, I'm like, oh yes, that thing I should have done this, or yeah, I should have done done that. So it's um, it's a little bit easier to kind of uh, digest now, you know, uh, watching it, you know, then I look at it uh, for what it is at that time, you know, in, in my life. Um, and um, yeah, I, I still, I think the idea and the concept is something that I feel um, still connected to, you know, um, so it's, it's, it's nice being, you know, because it's really about uh, connection, you know, connecting with other, the, the quote at the end pretty much uh, sums up the whole thing, you know, um, pretty much, you know, the idea of how we try to get away, especially live in a, a lot of what the film is is about is um my experience with living in cities and you know uh living in new york growing up in new york um but it it reaches further beyond that so it's not limited to that but how we try to find ways to to get away from from people you know sometimes it could get too much and you you want to have that solitude uh, which is great. And so each one of these characters, especially the first two, has their way of getting um, away, you know, and having some space uh, to themselves and being away from from people. And um, and as many probably experience, like sometimes like <laughs> like I would go out into nature and this was very recently and just want to be there with with nature and then you see someone else walking down the trail and i'm like oh it's another person it's just something about that <laughs> and uh you know they say hi awkwardly and i say hi and i kind of just want my space and nothing wrong with that but also there is this um opportunity to connect with others um as well you know, um, which is important too. You know, I I, I think uh, to be able to to be able to do that. So. Uh, this is a question for both Aspierg and Ade. Um, the importance of silence in in films. Hmm. If I go to you first, Aspierg. Mm, yeah, it's it's what I said to Adi in the beginning when I was like, oh, they start talking in your movie so late. It's like, um, 
uh, it's the same in in Flores where they only say what's really necessary. Like actually, it's only two sentences in the whole movie. So people often say when they talk about filmmaking is try to keep the the um, the role's mouth shut as long as you can. Like they only start talking once they really really need to talk. Once it's really really necessary, and um, that's what you added it too in the in the big catch it's like um and I, I laughed it that's what i was uh why i was laughing in between because you can see everything in their faces you can see how annoyed he is that somebody else is coming and uh, when he's on his bike before you can see how happy he is to to get away and to have a solitude and then this other person comes and he's like mm, no and you can see everything in his face so that's um that's so important when you, when you, when you tell stories uh, through pictures and because the pictures are working and the pictures have their own stories to tell. So you, they don't need, it's, it's a lot about quietness in a way or not words. Yeah. 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 I, I find it, it's very important to be able to tell the story through, yeah, through the silence, through the, um, performance from you don't need a whole bunch of dialogue and and i think um in most films that i've been a in a, uh, have had a part of or directing or um what ends up having to do is what ends up happening is you start cutting a lot of stuff down to the essentials you know like there's a lot of the extra stuff that you just don't need you know um which is it it's funny because like um for me in, in terms of how i relate to people and in my conversations with people i tend to beat around the bush and talk a lot and not really get to the point <laughs> so, and i found that to be come through in some of my writing and in some of my film so part of the exercise for for me is just learning to just kind of get to the point and and just trust that the um that the the audience because the audience has a part to play as well like you don't have to spoon feed people i think you have to have some trust in the audience and also maybe some people won't get everything you know right off the bat and and that's okay some of my favorite films um you know i have to watch like three times to really get like there's a lot of things that i think are are um missed uh, the first time i i watch it and um yeah so you know if you're watching like a soap opera or, or something like that or you know certain types of tv shows maybe there's a lot is really dialogue uh, driven but that's just not my style of uh filmmaking and and those things are entertaining in in their own right as well so okay here's a question from robbing to for ade and Espiog. let me see again sorry For Adi and Aspiog, do you follow a story structure when writing the screenplays for your films? 
I go to Ade first. Uh, story structure, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, the typical uh, beginning, middle, and end. <laughs> you know, the uh, um, in screenwriting, there's um, you can do things called uh, writing beats. So you get index cards, and you can write different beats. Uh, you know, breaking down the scene. Um, yeah, that I, I find that structure to be to be important, and it's it gives room to explore, you know, to play with it. Like, um, yeah, I find structure to be to be really important. Uh, it, it doesn't take away from um, exploring different things in the story or coming up with you know um improvising or anything anything else like that but just like kids need some structure to you know and, and then they're free to play and, and explore i think it's the same uh, for for film so for writing Espiak? um at first i don't have a structure at all like when I, it's just pouring out just because first it's in my head and then it needs to be somewhere either on the laptop or paper. And um, then the structure comes in. So then I look at it and I turn it around and maybe I cut things out and put it somewhere else, etc. cetera. Um, but I went to a screenplay um, seminar like online for a weekend in autumn and that guy was super structured when talking about stories. Like he was, <laughs> he had for, for every um, analyze, he had a different movie and a different movie scene. He had like hundreds of movie scenes. So he was talking to us for two minutes, showing us a film for 10 minutes. And it went on like that the whole time it was amazing. So I, I, hear, I hear his, his uh, voice in my ear now, because if you would have asked him, he would be like, like there's only structure and nothing else if you have plus then you have a minus if you have a you have b and etc so yeah it really i think it really depends on who you ask but i think most of people still agree that at first you just write down you just start to have the ideas and then you structure them so yeah yeah that's i, I agree with that just get it out somehow you know, I do a lot of free writing and sometimes it might just be exploring one of the characters may come up first, um, drawing pictures and, um, you know, sometimes a, uh, a sort of philosophy or idea, you may start expand on that idea uh, first and then you kind of, you know, find a way to organize things and to tell it you know, in story format. Here's a question for both of you again. Um, both of your films are about connection. And because I know you both now, it doesn't surprise me, but can you speak about, both of you, about human connection and your films? And I go with Ade first. Um, human connection. Uh, yeah, it's, I, it's, it's come out in, in most of the films that I do, this idea of 
connecting. And um, part of it is, is because it's part of my own experience, um, part of my uh, journey of connecting with others, connecting um, with myself as well. Um, you know, I have a hard time connecting, you know, connecting with others has always been a sort of a uh, struggle for me in, in my life. I've always been like an introvert, um, kind of nervous, have, you know, my insecurities and everything like that. And I've always um, looked at people who connected and have this deep connection or seem to, and I would always wanted that so much and thought, wow, that's so great to have these connections. And the few connections that I have had are great and um, really nourishing. And, and, I, and I, so yeah, so that's a natural thing that comes out um, in my films. And one of the things about the connection that for me is important is, you know, you're, with connections, there can come conflict, you know, any sort of connection, you have conflict. And, uh, and so one of the lessons is if I'm able to enter that conflict with the intention to learn, and with the idea of I don't know, you know, so I, I might be rigidly holding my beliefs and ideas. And if I could just put that aside and say, well, let me just listen to this other person's perspective with the idea of, I don't know, and I can learn. Then I find that I expand, you know, as a person because I've, my world has just expanded uh, more. So, you know, I try to somehow bring that into my, into my writing and into films. Aspiak? Yeah, I'm actually right now because I don't know Adi before. I just I just met you now, and I'm so surprised saying that you're just that you're an introvert living for yourself because you seem to be such a nice person, so interested in people. And um, it's uh, yeah, New York is so far away, but once you're in Europe, we have to meet up for a coffee, for a real coffee. Like I'm here, I'm, I'm like, are you really this person? So, but yeah, of course. But. Um, for me, it's a bit the opposite. Although I was really relating to the conflict, um, uh, because when we talk about flowers, as one can see, it's all about connection from the beginning. Like it's it's this young man surrounded by people, meeting three special parties, and then meeting a girl, and he's running after her. So it's purely about connection, and I think that's what life is about. And while you were talking, Adi, I was thinking um, what we all experienced during the last two years it's like the 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 meetings on by by chance are really they became rare like because we're not traveling we're not <laughs> all the time in coffee shops etc um and uh when talking about connection for me um uh, was was important i was always a very open person i um, made so many positive uh, encounters with people. And um, then I finished my studies and I started working and um, at work uh, with my clients, etc. And also with my colleagues, I had so many conflicts. So when you said that, I was like, mm -hmm, that's me. 
And I started to um, to lose trust in people. I wasn't as open anymore and outgoing and really I became more introvert. And before it was really easy for me to, to connect to people and talk to people. And it's always um, <laughs> when I'm out on the street, people always ask me for directions. I'm somewhere, there are 20 people around, but people ask me about, do you know where this and that is in the city? Or do you know where the blah, blah, blah? So they always ask me, and I'm like, what is it about me that they ask me? And um, that part of myself was really shut during the time I made this really bad work experiences. And it took me, I think, like a year or maybe one and a half years to come back to a place where I really trust people generally and where I'm so happy to meet people by, by chance and talk to them. And what really helped me was my uh, workplace where I'm now. It's like um, there are so great people, beautiful people, and they really helped me to trust people again. So now I'm back at that point where I was when I was shooting Flores. And um, what comes back into my next film, where it's also about connection, I think, Connection, it's such a good question because it's like, that's what life is about. It doesn't matter if you're in, in connection with only one person or with 20 different persons, people. Like, it's always, that's what life is about. Even if you're living in the forest all by yourself, you're connected to nature. So it, it's all, that's what it comes down to, I would say. So Ron, uh, let's let's ask you a question. <laughs> uh, so how 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 did you uh, connect with your character? <laughs> <laughs> well, I went deep inside. And I went to the emotion of things. <laughs> like as for the extent, I was just uh, playing myself. But do you know what? Being, being on that set, it was, I remember sitting on the grass and you had the rabbits in the, in there jumping around there. And what I really loved, I started talking to the person who was making the sandwiches and I'm talking to this other person and you meet all these people and we all came together from, I came from London, people from all over the place, we came together to be in this time, in this place, to produce this work. Mm. And to be in this space where everyone just wanted to do that. I came away and I learned so much. And also because I've known Asperger for a long time, I had, but I hadn't seen Asperger, the film director. And I remember coming back after, and I spoke to Asperger and I said, Asperger, I just, how you did this and you organized this and you organized that. I was blown away, but I was also really inspired, mm. really inspired. And by both of you, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've been wanting to get us together for a while to on here and for both of you to go out there and show your films, to talk about your work, to inspire other people and, you know, on the themes of connection, which I think even in this day and age, when lots of us have been away for a long time, that's such an important thing. And to learn about people from different places. And I know I got away from my, from the original question, <laughs> but yeah, that, um, 
I learned a lot, you know, being around it and being around both of you and talking about your films and how you go from that first step of writing into the next part. So mm. thank you very much. And, and uh, I have a follow-up question because, uh, uh, Ron, you, you've written uh, uh, a script or at least maybe a few scripts. So, uh, you know, we uh, discussed one of them, which, uh, you know, I, I found was really good. What was your, tell us a little bit about your writing process. Yeah, I mean, so a few years ago, um, I kind of got to this place where, you know, I'm going to forget good, bad, right or wrong. I'm going to enjoy what I'm doing. And I had an idea, and I had an idea about, um, I've had a few ideas about stories, but this particular idea was, you know, a coffee shop owner who was inspired by a guy who I met in Bali. And I thought about, what about all these questions that I have in life, if I can ask them in a book form or a film form? If I can maybe raise these questions, and maybe even in the raising of them, find something out. And first of further and firstly, enjoy doing it. Not to be so ultra critical. Uh, oh, it's not good enough. I'm not ready. I'm not this. I'm not that. And I think a lot of times, previous, especially when I was younger, growing up, young, you would do something, and then you'll spend the next hour beating yourself up because it's not good enough. I think um, you're here. You're doing the best. At, while you can with what you have now and go for it and yeah so at the moment i'm working on a few projects and i really enjoy doing it and like and as asperg says being around people who are that way as well who are really encouraging and we can go into this space and always learning always trying to find something out questioning and love of what you're doing i think yeah. And for those that, that don't know uh, Ron, Ron is never without ideas. <laughs> he, he, he has, uh, we do must have like uh, 50 ideas per day. <laughs> constant <laughs> constant uh, um, ideas, which, which is great because one of the, um, I think as a, uh, you know, creative person, one of the, one of the most, one of the most important things for, for me is just having the idea. Once the idea comes then you, you have something to work with. One of my favorite, um, directors, uh, David Lynch would say, um, you know, he was asked, well, how do you get started? Like, what is, what is your routine or, you know, what's, what's important to, to make films? And he said a, a good idea. He said, if you have a good idea, it is treated, you have to jump on it as fast as you can. Don't write it down. Do, do not lose that idea because it's gold. If you have a good idea, you feel in your bones, it doesn't have to be worked out or you don't have to know how it ends. But if you, if you have that idea, hold on to it. And that, that's so true. Um, you know, those ideas come and good to write them down. Is that yes. movie, 
Sorry, sorry, Asperg. Go ahead, Asperg. No, I just wanted to say I, I have this notebook next to my bed and I don't use it much, but when I use it, it's really worth it. So yeah. it's always good to have pen and paper next to your bed. So, And also to run, I'm so glad uh, that you start sharing your 50 ideas per day because there was a time when you didn't. And I'm so happy about the time now, like the past years where you started to share it. And as you can see, they're blooming and flourishing and it's so wonderful. Just keep on doing. And if it's 100 a day, it doesn't matter because it's there and people are going to grasp it and take it and it's going to grow. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I mean, this came from, I mean, so the podcast started when Ade started doing the guided meditations and more. And we both spoke about what about if we would speak to people who we wanted to speak to rather than wait for other people to do it. And I think the time is, I, I, I feel the time is now. If you have the idea, you've got that script. You got that poem, that song. You got that pottery you would like to make. You know, you know your needlework, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, now there are so many options and opportunities that we don't have to go to someone else, and we can produce them. And I think the glorious thing about this venture, what's happening even right now, maybe there's going to be opportunities for collaboration. And we can help each other. Oh, so Asbjörg's doing this, Ade's doing this. Oh, what about if we, and he knows someone who knows this person. So what about if we kind of get together and be this, I call it the the tribe or the family where we help each other in little projects and then we each grow. And I think this kind of, I think that's the aim I feel of the Coffee Diaries is to get in this collaboration going. Um, talking about collaboration, I have two questions about the movie, Ade, if, because we still have some time left, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's so much fun. Time flies. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the first question is, um, maybe uh, you can talk more about how you came with the idea up. Like, I'm just going to summary and then you can give a summary. Okay. <laughs> like how the idea came up and yeah. how long you actually were shooting and, and editing. Mm-hmm. and then i saw at the end your whole family was involved is that right like it's like richardson yeah, richardson yeah. richardson yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i love that i love that so much because uh once you do movies everybody's gonna help and jump in so it's mm-hmm. really encouraging to see it even with you and see everybody who's there um and can you talk to us about the music the music is so beautiful and i love oh, yeah. how the music changes with every person so maybe you want to talk about how who did it and how that developed. Like, okay, sure. that's it. Point. <laughs> yeah. Um, first question: How did it, how the idea came about? Um, I don't even. I don't exactly remember. I, I I do remember. I think it started with with a character, and the idea of getting away. Um, you know, that location is actually in Queens. I don't know if any of you are familiar with New York, but, um, in, within New York city, there's Queens, Manhattan, uh, Bronx, uh, Brooklyn. And, um, and that location is on the border of, um, 
the there where they were fishing is on the border of Brooklyn and Queens. So in Brooklyn, it's it's a bit big city atmosphere, and um, in that section of Queens, there's a beach there. And when I I just loved the location, the um, when you see the one of the characters, the character who had the stick, the fishing rod stick with the missing, the amputee, um, th that uh, structure in the beginning, that's a bunker, a war, war world two or one uh, bunker. Um, so that, that was there, that was set up in case uh, we would get invaded, you know, so that's, there's a lot of history there. And I just really like the location. I like the idea of getting away and um, you know, trying to get out of the the city and getting away from people, but then people being there <laughs> and having to, like, what's the chance? You know, like Ron says, there are no coincidences. So what's the chance that um, people are going to show up at that exact spot at that exact time when he's trying to get away? And you know, and he was set on having his piece on, on what he wanted, also how we can get into these routines. So his thing had become a routine as well. And then when something unexpected encroaches on our routine and shakes things up, how we deal with that, you know, that that change of, of the routine. So so the idea came and I did, uh, um, as Aspir uh, mentioned, a, a lot of writing and, you know, free, free, just writing whatever came and going with the characters and drawing pictures. And um, and at one point, um, you know, I would talk to uh, my dad, uh, you know, I was kind of like bouncing things off of him and, you know, just working out the um uh, the characters what what do they want you know what are they about and and you know different things like that so you know that's that's how it came and i just kind of took that and put it into the uh the the script um the structure of it the way it was edited is is a little bit different than how it was in the script um format you know, so I we changed it a little bit during the editing. You know how they how you see like one in the editing. You see we introduce one character, and then you know, and even the music changes when we introduce the other one, and then the other one, and then they all come onto the beach. It was a little bit different in the script, um, and so that part changed. Um, and I think what was the other question? It was about the family or and uh, no, like the technical stuff, like how many days were you shooting oh, okay. and how many days were you editing? And oh, then okay, the music. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Oh, and so there were a few family members. Um my brother, uh Kari Richardson, he was like our technical advisor for the fishing because he's really a big uh, fisher person, fisherman, whatever you call it. Uh, yeah, so we use all of his equipment and everything. And uh, my sister, Cartina, she uh, was the uh, art director and helped with uh, uh, that sort of stuff. Um, the uh, technical stuff, um, it was, 
what was it? I think it was a two-day shoot. Yeah, I think it was a two-day shoot. I can't rem can't remember, but yeah. So yeah, it was two days, which was kind of tight because it is a um, I think it's about a twelve-minute film. So there was a lot of pages to to cover and. Um, with uh, directing, I, I work really fast. Um, you know, usually I, I'm not someone who's like, okay, do it over and over and over and over. Um, I'm more of a kind of like jump in there. Okay, we got it. Let's go into the next one. <laughs> so I and and I try to plan, you know, well in in the beginning to be able to to do that. Yeah. So I think it was about uh, two days. Um, and um, what was the other one? There, the, there was something else. Oh, music, yeah. Music was from a, uh, a composer, uh, David, I'm forgetting his last name. Uh, yeah. He's gone on to like do big movies and TV and commercials. I, I can never afford him now. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I, I, I did pay him a little bit, like a student uh, fee. You know, I, I, I luckily met him when he was just getting started, starting off. So he did charge me a little bit. But yeah, he did the uh, the music for the whole thing, and which I really liked. And yeah, he's, he's really good. So. And um, yeah, that was... Did I answer all the questions? I don't know. Yeah, thank okay. you. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much. Yeah. Um, to both of you, you don't have to go into detail, but um, can you tell us maybe about some upcoming projects, anything you're working on? Um, Ade, would you like to go first? Uh, how about uh, Asperg? You, you, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to think a little bit. <laughs> All right, Asperg, you like to go? Um, so there are two things I'm working on. Um, one is my first uh, long, uh, how do you say that, like... Uh, feature? Feature film, yeah. Like in German, it's a different word. So I'm, sometimes I'm struggle, struggling, sorry. <laughs> um, so I'm working on that script. I'm not really, um, I'm not sure if I'm able to direct it because uh, it needs more money, etc. So I would be already happy if, I'm, if I was able to sell the book. Uh, did the screenplay so let's see how that goes um so i'm working on not writing it completely down but writing all the scenes and talking to people etc that's also something i learned on the way that you don't produce the finished products in one day you're just working at, on it and you work and work and work on it mm. so that's the one point and it's actually a story that's with me for since 2000 17 16 but that's what i meant in the beginning it's really bothering me all the time like it's really i, I have the urge that it's something that i need to do mm. and the short film i'm planning is um something i will do by myself and allow budget again together together with jacob and it's a story about um an old man who gets invited for christmas by his brother who he hasn't met and seen for years and um, it's like end of November and he's not sure when is Christmas day. And he keeps on going up and down to his neighbor and asking which day it is. 
And in the end, she says, you know what, I'm going to drive you there and we're just going to see, like, then you're safe and you don't, like, you don't need to bother me anymore, <laughs> in a way. And um, it's Christmas Day and they're driving up there and um, they want to ring the bell and the house is empty. And then the girl just says, okay, maybe next year. And um, obviously the man is um, confused and not sure what's happening. And in the end, they celebrate Christmas together. And um, it's a really personal story because I took care of my neighbor who has dementia for like almost a year. And I looked for a way to tell this story. It's not as um, dramatic as now the short film will be, but um, it's definitely about him and for him. I mean, I'm, I'm going to make it for him to kind of, because um, he has not much contact to his family and there's, he's really, I don't think many people know him, but I kind of want people to know him and who he is. And that's something I learned about in the screenplay seminar workshop was um, the guy who taught us. He was like, Aspik, maybe it's interesting to change the perspective and really to tell the story out of the, um, the man um, perspective and not the neighbor perspective, because it's very rare that you have a story where the dementia patient is kind of the perspective and not somebody else who's taking care of him, etc. So what we are discussing at the moment is how we can translate his um, feeling for time and space um, into the movie. So that's where we are at now and what we're discussing. Great. That sounds exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's amazing you just, before Ade answers the question, you just, no such fear is a coincidence. There was, I was listening to this guy speak last night about his mum who got dementia. Mm -hmm. And the mum doesn't recognise the family around them now and the care workers, but she remembers significant moments in, the, in her childhood. And, it, and he, he, through that, he sees his mum, what the impact these things had on his mum. Mm -hmm. things that she kind of put, put by the side. And he learned so much about his mother's life through her dementia because yeah. of the things that she, that were important to her that she had never spoken about, but which were the things that she remembered. Mm -hmm. And I watched that uh, talk last night. So thank you. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, it's actually um, a topic that loads of a lot of people get in touch with at the moment, sadly, because I think dementia is um, an illness which is worse than loads of different other things because you really you don't lose the, your body but you lose your mind and there are phases when you're realizing that that is happening so mm. yeah but that's a whole different coffee diaries episode <laughs> yeah. So, yeah Adi what are you working on um, a, f a few things uh, yeah the one of the things I, I actually just started, and, and Ron Ron knows this. I I wrote a uh, feature script script uh, years ago, um, probably back when I around the time where where I made the big catch. Um, so I did a draft of that, and then I did some reworking around like a few years after or a year after, and. 
um, have a good bit of it done. And recently I started reading it again and Ron has, has read it and we talked a little bit about it. And then I started actually within the last few days, I started getting back into sort of like writing session mode where I sit down and, and write. And, uh, and so what I'm, what I've decided to do is to re kind of redo the, because I was, I was having a hard time. I wanted to pick up where I lost, where I left out, where I left off. And, and I, but I didn't feel connected. And, you know, as a writer, like once you, you kind of lose that momentum and, and I'm not the same person I was then, and I'm just not invested in it in the same way, but there is, I see what I was trying to do in that story. And, and I've spent hours upon hours and days and day, like years working on this. So I, I thought there is something there. And just recently, like kind of like a, I had a light bulb moment. Um, and it was like, oh, okay. I'm going to, I can see what was missing. Why I wasn't supposed to complete it at that time and it's going to be a new thing so i'm starting from the beginning um and uh but with the same idea but with the kind of missing link but i have to kind of do it differently and a lot of the things that like some of the scenes where um felt very inspiring and exciting for me before and I and I could see the message there because, you know, I, I was there was a part of myself in there um, that that has changed. Uh, the idea is still this. The idea is still the same, but um, the sort of content is is more updated. You know, so like. Uh, just like in the old film, you know, where, where I was, where I was filming in 2008, the Iraq war. Now it would be something else that we're dealing with in our culture and in our politics. The same thing with with this, because you know it, because I I, I don't feel connected with what was in it before, you know, and so it would feel like I'd be untrue to the story. So that's exciting to be. And it's also scary because I'm, I don't know where it's going to go. I have no idea. I'm kind of, and there's part of me when I'm writing now, I'm still like, oh, I, it has to lead to this place like the old script was. So how am I going to connect it with that? And I'm like, no, no, I gotta, it doesn't have to, it's new, it's fresh and we'll see where it, where it goes. So that's one of the things I'm I'm currently writing and feeling inspired about. And then I have another script idea that I did a lot of writing on another feature, a film that is very close to my heart, um, you know, and my life uh, that I'm I'm going to work on as well. And then, you know, Ron and I have a, tons of things that we're really <laughs> excited things that we're exploring um, besides. Uh, with this podcast where we're taking it and other things and um, book ideas and things like that, that, that I think is going to be 
coming soon. So yeah. Yeah. And I like Ron's idea of collaborating. You know, one of the things that I'm always envisioning and hoping uh, comes into fruition sometime is creating a community of with other creative people and collaborating and building through our art um finding a way to to uh put something out there that is inspiring that's beautiful that helps to to create a, a beautiful world you know and and so that's kind of my dream so that's one of the things i love about the coffee diaries because we're having a chance to um to to begin to build those relationships with others across the globe <laughs> yeah across, i mean that's wonderful <laughs> yeah yeah so uh... yeah i love that um just I, I grew up on a, on the countryside in germany on a farm and i didn't leave germany much until i was 12 or something and uh, didn't travel much and then i traveled as much as i can almost in my 20s ron knows about mm. that i was like everywhere all over the place and so I'm always so excited still, like this, it's my inner child, I guess, that's so excited when I meet people from different places, because I'm like, wow, the world is so small, of course, uh, but it's still so big. So it's so, it's so nice to, to, to have this chat and that that's possible. Yeah. Well, I think, I think it's been um, fantastic to have this opportunity for us all to get together. Like I said, I've been wanting to bring Esbjerg and Ade into one place so we can all talk and chat and see what could come up. And Ade's always talking about community, building community, and what and what's the and the possibilities of what can happen if we open ourselves up and share with share with people and share with friends. And who knows where we all might be one day. We could all be, you remember Espia, we talked about, because I know it's not on now, that festival, festival. in Mali. Yeah. yeah. Ade, we talked about there's a music festival in Mali, Ade. In the desert. We, yeah, in the desert. And we thought about it would be a great idea to go there and you know, see it and film it or whatever. And oh. maybe Ade as well, we've recently, uh, Ade and I over the last two weeks have spoken about something in Africa. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Kind of a yeah. uh, creative retreat. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we are at the two-hour mark. Time flies. I'm sure we, we can talk longer, but I, I think... Uh, this is probably a good a good time to uh, to wrap it up. Um, where could people see your work or get in touch or or anything like that? Um, so I'm on the normal social media stuff. So Facebook, as you can see right now, and Instagram um, with Aspect Narancio. So just my name. No. And um, the Vimeo link, maybe we can post it in the comments or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so people yeah. can watch Flores. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, we'll we'll put it in the uh, description section there. So, and whatever other links you want people to to go to, just 
uh, share it to uh, Ron and we'll we'll put it in there. Um, yeah, thank you to our audience, both on Zoom and Facebook. And um, any people interested in making films, what I would say, and I think uh, Ron alluded to this as well, is, um, you know, you may have ideas and think, oh, no one's going to like this or, you know, this is crazy. I think one of the things that I've I've kind of struggled with and I'm starting to kind of get over is and Aspier uh, said this uh, too in, in her own way, um, is that everyone has like a unique thing to share, you know, so, like your story needs to, you, you know, you can, needs to be heard, needs to be added to this, is a thread in the fabric of this existence that, that we're in. You know, there's no other you, no other person with the exact same story, exact same history. Even your mistakes or so-called imperfections or whatever, like those are great. Those come out, you know, into the uh, creative work. And, um, you know, even if it is an idea that has been uh, done before, you know, it, it will still be done in you know, with the, your flavor and, and, and your, you know, you will still still come through. So I think one of the great, one of the most important uh, things is to really have belief in yourself. You know, it's so, so, so important. Just, just do it, write it. So that's, that's what I would share with any person wanting to thinking about making a film or anything creative or doing anything, you know. So. Thank you, Ade. Uh, thank you to two really inspirational people who are following their kind of, they're being, they're ins you're both inspiring all of us who have created endeavors. You've answered, I think, a lot of questions that people may have had. And it's been a pleasure to hear you both speak so passionately about your lives and about your film and what you've learned. So thank you both very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for the invitation and for the space and the time to just having this. It was really enriching and such a, yeah, like a present. Thank you so much. This will carry me through the next weeks. And I'm going to be back at some point and talk about the next project. Yeah. And then yeah. we're going to have a real coffee yes. together. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. <laughs> Thank you. You're going to have somewhere at some point in some place, we'll be sitting in a place and we'll be having a cup of coffee together. Oh, yes. that would be great. Yeah. <laughs>